Welcome to the Arnithology. I'm Ben Hyten. And I'm Alex Belletti. And this is a sort of an off week because Arnold isn't really starring in films at this point in his career. He's, He's off not. being governor of California. Politics, in it. Yeah, so we've got three films that he did uh, during his um, inaugural term as governor of California uh, that we're going to talk about briefly today. The Rundown, also known as Welcome to the Jungle, from 2003. Uh, Around the World in 80 Days, from 2004. And The Kid and I from 2005. Now, you said films that he'd done. Arnie didn't do these movies. Two of these films he spent one day on set. I'd I'd argue it was a matter of hours. Yeah. And in fact, his screen time, you can see uh, his scene from the rundown on YouTube and it's a four second clip. Yeah. It happens one minute, 50 seconds into the movie and he passes by... The Rock in a nightclub. If you're not really paying attention, you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. And he just says, "Have fun." Yeah, to it's the Rock. Nice. I really like it. It's lush. Um, it's lush. It's not laboured. It's not a big deal. It's not a full-on scene where he's saying, "I'm handing you the baton" or anything. But that is what it is, right? Absolutely. And I think at this time, Dwayne Johnson, but he was still very much The Rock. Uh, was only just starting to transition into films. And it hadn't gone so great up to this point. He'd yeah. done The Scorpion King and uh, The Mummy Returns. Yeah. And Welcome to the Jungle was his first bona fide, I'm going to show you what I can do movie. Yeah. And so to have that handover from Arnold, it's a really big statement that. And yeah. I think, in, in in I love The Rock, but in absolute fairness, he after the rundown, he didn't deliver on that. For a long time, not until I think he joined uh, the Fast franchise. Yeah, because I mean, and now he's big again. He's yeah. he, he's a big deal now. Um, I, well, I mean, he's, he's literally big. I mean, he's yeah, double yeah, the size yeah, that he huge. is in the rundown. Even. It's ridiculous how big he is now. The rundown did. It was a lot of promise for The Rock. Just yeah. out of curiosity, how many other athletes turned actors or action heroes, even more specifically, do you think Arnie could have? been passing the baton on to at that time. I mean, I, I could see it with someone like John Cena. It has to be the wrestler guys, though, doesn't it? Well, yeah, because they're the, they're the more of the famous buff dudes, right? Who are... It wouldn't make sense for him to do it to, like, Michael Jordan or Shaquille O'Neal. No, or even someone, someone like, like Jason Statham, because he was making his own way, right. right? But you look at Jason Statham's career versus The Rocks, and I'd argue that he he has been, and maybe I'm getting my timelines mixed up here, um, so maybe he wasn't really doing much at that time, at the rundown time, but you could argue what, that... What, Stath? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Stath had a good five years on the run. Yeah, but so, but do you think that he's already becoming an action hero? Because I, I... Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay, great, great. So my timing's not that off then. I really feel like Jason Statham's movies were... He had a better... Ca- he's got a better catalogue that you could liken to Arnie movies than The Rock does at this point. Yeah, and I think the difference is... Mass. Um, That's the difference. Muscles. Jason, Jason <laughs> Statham is not interested in doing family movies at all. Yeah. He's not interested in being a role model. No. All he cares about is, for someone who's going to give me 10 quid when they go to the cinema, I want them to have fun. Yeah. That's it. Now, all right, he's made some really bad films. Yeah, fair enough. But he's also... I, I think the, the comparison between Schwarzenegger and Statham is... 
you know what you're getting. So he's like, the yeah, that, 80s that's what I'm saying. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I watched, um, I watched a mechanic recently, and I, you could just put Arnie in that. Yeah, around about the time of Raw Deal. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah, yeah. same type, of, and it would work just fine. It's, it's simple. It's not reaching too far. It's yeah. actually quite nice, and it's got a little bit. I'm not saying it's a great movie. Just, no, it's a B movie. Yeah, but, but it's got that. It's got a bit of that 70s spy stuff going on in it, and which which yeah. we both like. We've said it many times. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's why Raw Deal is a fair comparison in that sense. So yeah, and and so fine, you pass the baton on to the Rock, and I'd argue that Rock is perhaps more popular in the states, perhaps a bigger presence, and people know him from his wrestling career. So in a sense, there's a comparison there in terms of career moves that Arnie's Arnie's doing there with the have fun um, thing. It's nice. I'm not trying to take away from that. I'm not saying he passed it on to the wrong person necessarily, no, no. but it's interesting that. Perhaps there were other people. I don't know what John Cena was doing, and I don't know that he was necessarily big in film at that time. But you, you mention him because he no. he's he's the equivalent. He's an equivalent of an athlete turned action star. And I don't think Jason Statham was an athlete before he was an actor. He was actually. He was a diver. Interesting. Yeah. So he's not not an athlete, but not a fighter or bodybuilder no. before that. But he's definitely a fighter <clears> now. <throat> like he knows his stuff, right? He knows. I think he, yeah, he yeah. knows movie fighting. Yeah, yeah. I don't think well, he's no, ever going to. He's. Um, I have it on authority from somebody who is an experienced martial artist. That um, is, it, uh, is it. Rob Marland again? Ah, oh, damn it! A <laughs> guy can do everything. International chef. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it isn't. Um, but I won't mention him just in case he he's, wouldn't appreciate it necessarily. He knows his stuff. I mean, the guy's won tournaments and he's got you know three black belts. Not that belts matter to him but it's just a a way of showing he knows his stuff but he says out of all of the people that he sees on screen nowadays um jason statham he says is the one that has the the most i would not necessarily realistic fighting because that's down to choreography and editing as well but the one that is actually doing moves that he would say yeah those are proper moves that's the kind of thing you would do in that situation whatever that's that's yeah, how you, yeah that's how you'd handle three or four guys he says that's that the way Jason Statham does it so he rates Jason Statham not just in terms of how he looks and on screen and stuff but his fighting he says is is pretty bang on see that's uh, right okay great you know and that yeah. just makes me like Statham even more yeah but I would have thought there's other guys as well, like Scott Adkins and Michael Jai White, who are doing the directed DVD yeah, stuff. That no doubt, but perhaps he's just talking about Statham because he's he's a bigger star. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah. we're not we're not, we didn't actually watch a Statham movie this week. No, we watched the rundown. Um, look, I I don't know what there is to say about the rundown. You know, Arnold isn't. It's not an Arnie movie at all. It's very much a Dwayne Johnson movie. It's a Sean William Scott movie. It is. It's a, Definitely a Christopher Walken movie. Yeah, it's Rosario Dawson, and I think it's interesting to see Rosario Dawson, who's still um, got a really nice niche, I think, uh, in terms of the the parts that she does. So yeah, I, I really rate the rundown. I think it's a really fun it's awesome. movie. Uh, it's it's very it's just a solidly entertaining film. Agreed. It's got some really inventive action scenes in it. I think as well as I mean, you knew that The Rock could do the physical stuff, and he does do quite a bit of physical stuff in the film. Yeah. I think he's he really demonstrated how much charm he's got, and that is something that's Arnie. That, yeah, so, that's yeah Arnie. absolutely. I mean, he's sure. he just beams in this film. He he has like a center of gravity that yeah. you're drawn into. But I don't know that we can really say too much more about it without just being fanboys because it's not really relevant to this podcast. No, we can't. Um, 
But I did want to say that you should watch it if you're not a fan of action films, just for Sean, Sean Lee and Scott, actually. It's his I, best performance. Yeah, yeah, it's Stifler for people that don't, you know, from yeah, American yeah. Pie or whatever. My favourite moment of the whole film, I mean, there's some awesome fights that won MTV Awards and stuff like that. It's re- really good, like swinging from trees and stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, really amazing, that fight. Probably one of the best, actually, in my definitely in my top five of fights of all time. That, it's that, it's yeah. just really imaginative. Yeah, it's something it's different, excellent. yeah. Yeah. And it's the and overall it's the best kind of action adventure movie that I like, you know. And I deliberately pick the term action adventure, yeah, you know, because that's it. It's it's the kind of action adventure game of the kind of you know uncharted, uncharted type, and, yeah. you know, like that. You could totally Tomb Raider, yeah, yeah. So it's lush in in that sense. My best moment of the whole film, though, the the moment that made me laugh the most is Stifler trying to get his penis out to pee with with his hands cuffed behind his back. It's okay. ridiculous the movement he makes to try and do it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's hysterical. I just the bit that yeah, the bit on. that always get, go got on. me was uh, just because you're getting towards the end of the film. It's a very fast paced film anyway, and then there's this two minute scene of Crystal Walken talking about the tooth fairy. I love that scene so much. You understand the concept of the tooth fairy? Okay, man. <laughs> I got a little price uh, surprise for you. Uh, I got a, a well-known impersonator to do an impression of Christopher Walken. Let's see if you like it. There are two men in the jungle who are trying to steal from me. I feel like a little boy who's lost his first tooth. Put it under, under his pillow, waiting for the tooth fairy to come. Only two evil burglars have crept in my window and snatched it that was before she could get here. Wait a second. You understand the concept of the tooth fairy? <laughs> Why are you doing? Why are you doing that? <laughs> Wait, she takes the goddamn things you caught her. She took my tooth. I want it back. I liked um I liked the other person doing the uh, Sean William Scott impression. That was good. <laughs> what, what, are <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, Daddy? Uh doing goddamn Christopher Walken. <laughs> that was my brother doing his best. Uh oh, it's Andrew who was on the last episode. Andrew. Yeah, he was on. He was on T three. Yeah, that's right. He 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 can do a good walking impression, but you wouldn't think so. Listening you, to no, that it was awful. Uh, not well. Awful is a bit unfair. He did his best. He was busy, the, the and his, his kid was, was bug. Good, his kid was bugging him like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just thought I have to play it as it is. He didn't even know it would show on the recording, so I was like, I'm I'm playing it anyway. Yeah. So the rundown. Look, I think if you're into some of the films that we've talked about on this, especially the eighties stuff, and you haven't seen it. Watch it. It's a. It really is a really solid yeah, action agreed. adventure film. I think the next film that we watched, a slightly less solid action adventure movie, was Around the World in Eighty Days, the two thousand and four one with Steve Coogan, uh, Jackie Chan, and Cecile yeah, Defonce. I mean, look, it's uh, she's great. Actually, I have to say, I think I think she's she's good. I knew you'd love her. Yeah, of course I would. Um, but it's it's a Jackie Chan film, right? You, it's. 
it's a Jackie Chan film. It's always going to be, you're always going to get something in it. I don't know what, how many more times shall I say it's a Jackie Chan film? Like it's the goofery, the slapstick, the stuff like that. It's, it's just standard. You have to have it in a Jackie Chan film. That's what's there, right? That's always there. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And it doesn't matter because it's always there. It's actually the stuff that I hate the most in most action films when they make them goofy and silly. But I kind of tolerate it with Jackie Chan. Oh, because he's, he's an absolute master. Yeah. Look, you and me are not really, you might disagree with this, but I don't think we're the target audience for that film. Uh, even as Jackie Chan fans, it's very much aimed at... It's a family movie. Yeah, quite young children. Nine, I would have loved it eight, when nine I was... Years exactly, that's exactly what Absolutely. I wrote. I would have loved it when I was eight. Yeah, I think it's it, it's a Goonies, you know. And I, st- totally I still, would have, kind of I still would have fallen in love with The Frenchwoman as well when I was eight. Yeah, eight as well. But a very, very loose uh, adaptation of the Jules Verne novel. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. But what, um, what they do is they take the opportunity to go to sort of five or six countries to have these uh, miniature set pieces with a guest star. So you've got Luke and Owen Wilson in the, in, in the West, um, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger is Prince Happy in Turkey. Kathy Bates rocks up yeah. as Queen Victoria at the end. Um, yeah. The the poster child for mediocrity, Rob Schneider, uh, turns up in a awesome, pointless so scene. At, Rob as a hobo. Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a hobo. Yeah, keep going. And look, I think it's pretty. It's pretty inoffensive. You got John Cleese and Will Forte as British cops. Will Forte's first ever film role, that. And he did just fine. Like it was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. acting. He wore a hat. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> but did, did a British accent. Not not too yeah. bad. And acting opposite John Cleese. I mean, what fine, what more yeah. can you want for your first ever film role? Like, so Arnie joins other cameos, which again arguably equal his or maybe his or superior to him. Maybe I don't know in in terms of star status and action status. Some of them. You could argue Kathy Bates is maybe superior star than... Well, she's an Oscar winner. Yeah, than I, think, Arnie, I, think, but, I think Arnie's um, the biggest star yeah, in the film, apart from yeah, Jackie Chan. Yeah. You've got Richard Branson appearing yes. in there at a hot air balloon launching. Do you know, but Richard Branson nose, is such, a, such an intelligent and successful man. Um, but I would wager I could have delivered that line better than... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. You sure? You've got Macy Gray being a sleeping mum while her baby's about to burn alive. Was that Macy, that was Macy Gray. Gray? Yeah, yeah. You got uh. Maggie Q, uh, I think, as one of the agents. She's not the main okay. agent. Who she, uh. She's probably more famous for her role as Nikita the TV, in the TV series, the recent TV series. Um, you got Samo Hung, who's Yes, uh, awesome. really nice to see yeah. Samo and Jackie Chan yeah, man. together. And that was, that for me was kind of... <laughs> The point where I realised, you know, when I was that age that we're talking about, eight or nine, mm. it was their movies that I was watching, yeah, yeah. you know, Police Story and, and uh, My Lucky Stars and all of that. And I just wanted Yoon Bu to turn up so that the, all three of them would be back together. Yeah. Uh, so Arnie's scene, right? It's um, it's very self-referencing. I mean, out of yeah. all of the cameos, Arnie has probably the biggest cameo, actually. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 not just the biggest, it lasts the longest. His character matters quite significantly to the plot in that sense. It's six minutes exactly almost. Uh, and I'd argue it's a respectable cameo because he sends himself up. There's a statue of of him that's yeah. doing an Arnold, well, not an Arnold yeah. pose, but the thinker pose that yeah. was like commissioned by Rodin. Or, sorry, 
Rodin was commissioned to do it by Prince Happy or whatever. That's the story. But and he says something like, yeah. I'm always embarrassing myself in front of foreign dignitaries. Yeah. You know, he's not French. I don't know why I went French. No, there, but, but so there's a policy. It's almost like he was preempting that he's going to, you know, say something stupid in front of. You know. Yeah, there's politics. He's sending himself up for sure, right? He's. Yeah. And and he's doing it well, you know. He's got this statue of him. It, the the character's very vain. It's all about vanity in his image. Um, he's a womanizer, yeah. you know. And so the fact that Arnie did it, it's like I have to take my hat off to him, you know, that he just said, "Yeah, I'll be in a Jackie Chan movie," and yeah, send me up as much as you like. That's that's cool. But that um, that hair that he's wearing in the it's hot tub scene, man. Whew, that is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, he uh, looks so creepy. It's like... It doesn't uh, suit him in any way. It doesn't fit right. I don't understand it. Someone left a mop head in a bucket of glue, right? And it went hard, and then they just put it on his head. Kind of. But again, uh, yes, uh, everything that you're saying is absolutely right. I don't think his scene was a particular high point in the film for me. I actually preferred the Wilsons as the Wright brothers, mm. which was kind of short and snappy. I just love Owen what, Wilson. You, you preferred the Wilsons' cameo to Arnie's cameo? Yeah. It it works better. Like, they deliver it better. The thing is about Arnie's cameo is he's Arnie, right? He's being Arnie. He's not being Prince Happy. And he was actually very uh, prominently placed in the advertising. If you see the trailer, they show pretty much all of his cameo in the trailer. It's amazing. To try and sell the film. So if you're going to do a cameo, the way the Wilsons did it was perfect. So it worked, yeah. worked just just right. Um, the others are, I guess, proper, proper cameos. Like, or, sorry, even Kathy Bates, excuse me, her cameo worked just fine as well. I don't really want to talk much about the movie at all. All I'd say is... It's fun. If you've got an eight-year-old kid, put it on because it, they'll It's they'll very like it. broad. Yeah. It's very... Uh, there's a lot of mugging for the camera. Uh, there's a lot of slapstick comedy. Yeah. Some of the Jackie Chan stuff is is fine. Uh, the effects work is a little bit ropey at times, but it's got this kind of picture book uh, yeah. segue approach yeah. so that you actually have an animated version of a city when they're going into it, which then transitions into the live photography. And that's kind of cute. Do you know any numbers about this? Movie. It was not a successful film. No, because it was quite expensive. Yeah, that's what I. That's why I went for the numbers. I imagine it was a big budget movie with all these names. It's not so much that. It's just the the production value of it. Uh, you know, the scale of it. I think it was about eighty million dollars. Yeah. Um, and it didn't. It did, didn't do gangbusters. Yeah. But I think if you, yeah, you could do a lot worse than this. It, it is pretty inoffensive, but at the same time, I think if you want to introduce your kids to a Jackie Chan film. Get the other ones that he's in with Owen Wilson because Shanghai Noon is absolutely yeah, fantastic. That's great, and that's a proper movie. It's not just let's move from set piece to set piece. Oh, it's his best American movie, I think. Anything else to say about Arnie in this? He's in good shape. Yeah, he looks healthy. He actually says, "I'm in much better shape now," doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but he's yeah, he's looking lean. He's looking yeah. good. I mean, he's you know still just coming off of the T3 training regimen, I guess. Yeah, fine. And that's another thing is that. He's going to be a draw because he's the governor of California, which is where the, the the movie industry is. You don't not put the governor, who is an ex-action hero, in your movie, in your trailer, in your promotion. You don't. 
<laughs> you don't do that. You don't favour the Wilsons in the trailer, for, for no, example, sure. over Schwarzenegger. Sure. You know, you don't do that. The only other thing that I'd say about the film is, you know, Steve Coogan is ostensibly the lead. He's playing um, Phileas Fogg. Uh, Jackie Chan's playing Passepartout, although he's not really. Steve Coogan, Jackie Chan, and to an extent Arnold Schwarzenegger, three people who I really, really like yeah. and have the capacity to do excellent things. Yeah. But none of them by themselves are a seal of quality in the way that a Tom Cruise is. Yeah, right? People are going to argue what? with you there, man. I think you like, pick someone else. Why? Well, I, you know I agree with you. You know that I do, but... I'm not you're saying trying to that... say like you're saying it like a seal of quality for me has to be a definite someone who's very reliable. Like, well, I think that is Tom Cruise. Well, no, the, the, I agree. The, the, but I know why you're objecting because some people don't like Tom Cruise. Yes, sir. It's I'm argue... taking that out of the equation. Whether you like him or not, well, someone like Jeff Tom Bridges, Cruise... what I'm saying is, is a seal no. of quality. Really? Look at some of the shit Jeff Bridges has yeah, made fine, in the last fine, few years. Fine, and but okay, it doesn't matter. I. Argue, arguments aside, yeah, Tom Cruise does quality movies, whether you like him or not. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah. And I really like Steve Coogan. I really like Jackie Chan. But they have both had problems getting projects made in America with the level of quality that they have in their own countries where they have creative control. So why so is Arnie mixed in with those three? Because, well, I think that the same is true of him uh not so much with the nationality thing yeah, yeah. but i mean look at the batch of films we just did yeah man <laughs> I, I, I i'll watch them because they're arnold but but you could say actually in a, in a sense the reverse is true in terms of control like you give arnie complete like the control you had on t3 for example it, it didn't help the movie well it didn't hurt it did it I, I don't know it's just an assumption i make that when you when you give a star even if they're not acting like a diva if you give a star diva Esque demands or give in to their demands. I think I think Last Action Hero is a better example of that, where he came on as a producer for the yeah. first time, and look at that. I mean, yeah. that's just a mess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting that those those three would be in the in the same film because I think, but their Steve quality, Coogan's... yeah, he's got he's got some talent, Steve Coogan, right? And I think yeah. he's fine in this actually. Um, Agreed. Good. I'm glad you said that because he didn't embarrass himself for sure. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. He's got some of the, the better moments, but agree. But the majority of his stuff in American movies um, hasn't worked for me, and I, I couldn't quite get put my finger on why. But then you watch something like Philomena, which he wrote, yeah, and you know Judy Dench was it, and he is fantastic in it. It's a fantastic film. Yeah, I think it can compete with with any of that sort of level of uh, American productions. Yeah, and even a little mini series he did, The Trip and stuff like that. You know, he wrote that, yeah, sure. like so. Well, what what writing there is exactly? It? <laughs> yeah, it's, but so that's what I'm saying is that you get somebody like Steve Coogan. He's more than just an actor. He is the thing. He's the product. So what what you're trying to say is if you get like a Jackie Chan film, Jackie Chan creating and starring in the movie, yeah, or having creative control, and the same thing for Steve Coogan. That's the case. But I'd argue that's not the case for Arnie, though. Fair enough. But but the difficulty you're describing. Is that's the similarity between the three actors, right? Yeah. The, the the difficulty in getting a project that really is a, like with this actor is a seal of quality in the same yeah. way that you're saying that Tom Cruise is. And it's very very frustrating because if you look at the films that Jackie Chan was doing in the eighties and nineties in Hong Kong, mm. he did 
everything on those films. He wrote, he directed, he did the stunt choreography. He's got his own stunt team. He he literally does the catering on one of the films. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And then it, when he tried to cross over into America, what's really frustrating about some of those American productions is they won't give him the time or budget to do uh, the choreography to the level that it needs. Like, But that's like the whole thing. That's exactly. the whole thing. And, and in Hong Kong, he could spend six weeks shooting an action scene. And in America, they want him to do it in a week. Yeah. And you can't... He, of course, it's going to suffer. Yeah. And that's why you get these little pieces in the Rush Hour movies that are, are like, oh, wow, this is promising. And then it's over. And yeah. you think, well, that would have been a 10-minute sequence in a, in a Hong Kong version of this. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the thing that I really don't want to talk about. Well, it's, it's funny because... We've got, we're moving from Around the World in 80 Days, which is a film that's littered with, with stars, arguably stars. And so is The Kid and I. The Kid and I is littered with lots of people. I don't think there was a, a full minute that passed watching this movie where I didn't think, how did this get made? <laughs> well, maybe we should send this to the How Did This Get Made guys. The podcast, yeah, this. we should. Because uh, how... Can you, I was going to actually, before we started recording, I didn't have time. I was going to look for interviews about this film. Like, what did they have to say about the making of this film? Yeah, well, I know the broad strokes of it. it oh, good. Basically, that kid, I think he lived next door to Tom Arnold or someone like that. Right. True Lies was his favorite movie. He wanted to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. They made it happen. And Tom Arnold wrote, Tom Arnold wrote this movie. That makes sense. So he wrote it off the back of it. And, do you know, it's like... This, this, the first scene is actually quite promising. Yeah, that's, You've got thank Tom you, Arnold. Thank you. I was so upset. Like Tom Arnold doing this really detached voiceover that's like quite haunting, actually. Yeah, bad sound, but forget about production values. And he's clearly going to kill himself. He's he's he said that he's, he's spending his last yeah. dollar. Yeah. yeah, and so as he's brushing his teeth, he throws away the toothbrush. He brushes his hair. He throws away the hairbrush. He gives all his clothes away to uh, a homeless guy. And he's got a bottle of pills, a bottle of vodka, and white a shade of pale playing on the stereo. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it's this raw. is yeah, this is kind of cool. He's also he's hooked he hooked, he's hooked me in because here I was thinking, okay, I'm going to watch a Tom Arnold, Tom Arnold movie. The only thing I've ever seen him in that I've enjoyed is True Lies. Yeah. I was aware of that there would be True Lies references to this and whatever, and that that was actually part of it. But I was a bit confused, like, is he playing himself? Is he not playing himself? And then he just says, straight up, I used to be an actor. Uh, I was the, well, a, the greatest. He's taking down a True Lies poster. True Lies yeah. poster. Yeah. And he's taking that. And he said, you know, I was even in a big movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis. I was like, okay, so he's playing himself, more or less. So that's when suddenly it hooked me. And I was like, okay, I've got some, this guy's got some cred now f- from me. Like, I, because he's writing something that's true. Like, he's writing from the heart. He's writing what he knows, I guess, and what's true for yeah. him. And that is the only saving grace of the movie throughout, right? That it's got that thread. The true moments in the movie, they kind of work. Uh, right up to, which I won't talk about now, the moment when Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in. But those are like two or three minutes every act. You get that. Right. But So that's that's not very much of the film, right? Like two or three minutes every act is, is not I, enough. I will, I will have to take your word for it because... Right. This film turns into uh, basically the embodiment of a Make-A-Wish Foundation wish, right? Exactly, exactly. And 10 minutes into it, I'm thinking, why am I watching a Hallmark movie that, is that what, I know yeah. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger is not in. Sound the spoiler collection. I am not betraying the podcast if I don't watch this. So I skipped to the last five minutes of the film and watched the bit with Arnie in it. And by the way, including credits, this film is one hour and 33 minutes long. If you would like to see Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis, go to one hour and 28 minutes. Yeah. And then you can watch that minute and switch off. Yeah. So you're not betraying the podcast in terms of... We said that we would watch every single one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's major movies in which he has a starring role uh, in chronological order. That's what this podcast is. However, commenting on a movie, I believe, is still a comment to say, I couldn't watch it and I fast-forwarded it. That's a comment. But I think to be fair to any film, you need to watch it all the way through. That's fine. To be able to to say it. So I'm I'm not reviewing the film. What I'm saying is... I didn't want to give this film an hour and a half of my life because it actually made me feel sick. So in fairness to you and to that comment, there was a moment where there's a montage. I don't know how to describe it. The worst of all kinds of montages that you could possibly... I mean, it's the kind of montage that South Park takes the piss out of. It went on far too long. Within the first 10, 5, 10 seconds, I actually said out loud, there's no reason for me to watch this. That's how emotional I was about the fact that I was still watching the movie at all. But also I thought I can easily fast forward through lots of these bits, right? Because they're not nothing. Was Were any of the bits that you saw funny? Hell no. No, no. I'm not no, joking when no, I said no, it made no, me no. feel sick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, understand. It would have, I understand. It would have done me damage to watch this film. I would entirety. say that in, in my rankings of worst films... It's still above going overboard. I wouldn't. I yeah. don't think it's it's no. fair to put it in that league no. because here's the biggest problem with a film like this: it's not made for anyone to watch other than the people that are in it. Agreed. There is no audience for this film. No, and apart and from emotionally that's stunted, the, that's the message of the movie. So here's the plot: you've got um, a kid with cerebral palsy who's a real go-getter who you know, encourages people to live life to the full and is a real hero in that sense. And that he... A-Dog. Yeah, A-Dog is what he's called. His name's Aaron and people call him A-Dog. And he's the kid of uh, a rich father who decides to give him whatever he wants uh, for his By the way, Joe Montaigne, that's Fat Tony from the Yeah, I know, I know. All right. (laughs) it's, It's hard not to know that. Because his voice, his voice is exactly the same. Yeah, but he's great um, uh, as fat as as fat Tony. And in this, he's fine. Just because you know, whatever. But you, so you've got this kid who's that's the thing. He's watched True Lies like ninety times. He loves it. It's his favorite movie, and all he wants is to star in his own action film. And you've got this actor Tom Arnold who is playing a character called Bill Williams in the dramatization of, I guess, Tom Arnold's life. And he helps him make this movie. I don't know if they actually helped him make the movie at all. But the point is that throughout the film, they're they're making the film and everybody says, no, this isn't for release. I wouldn't do it if it was for general release. That's his wife or his ex-wife, Linda Hamilton, is playing his ex-wife, who is a producer or, or, yeah, I guess a producer, right? And she's, she's making the movie happen. And she's doing it not only just for the money, but also 
um, because everybody apparently falls in love with this kid and just wants the movie to happen. They make it, it happens, there's a there's a bit of trepidation. They manage to get people on side, and in it they say, this isn't for anybody else other than us. They're making it all for them and for this kid. It's just, it's it's a love letter to movie making and to doing it for the hell of it. It's a love letter to Sweden films as well, I guess. But it's crap. It's just crap. And you've got actors in it who, I don't know how they got them to do it, but probably for the same hallmarky, sappy reasons that they just said, let's do it for this for this reason. Yeah. And they did Linda it. Linda Hamilton, haven't you ever had a dream? Yeah, that's it. And it's like, <laughs> oh, you touched me. Okay, I'll do it for the money, right? And I don't know who financed the film either. That's why I'm saying, how does it get made? You've got Henry Winkler as Bill Williams' agent or Tom Arnold's agent. You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis in like two minutes at the end. And I have to say, they are the very, very best thing about this film. They are so amazing. By the time you've watched an hour and a half of this drivel, you get to Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis. My eyes literally popped. I could feel them going, wow, <laughs> these people have real presence on screen. That, that's what a movie star looks <laughs> yeah, like. That's it. That's it. I've forgotten. Yeah. For an hour and a half, I was, I was actually starting to think, is Tom Arnold good? <laughs> You know, and oh. and is Henry Winkler good? And Henry Winkler's actually Henry Winkler is awful in it. Yeah, he's awful, but he's brilliant in playing the exact same role almost in uh, I think Parks and Rec. I mean, playing a doctor in Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. I I was going to say Arrested Development. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's fine. You know, it's Henry Winkler doing not the funds, which is something that Henry Winkler hasn't done since the funds, which is is absolutely fine. You got Yvette Nicole Brown who does nothing from Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shaq shows up. Shannon Elizabeth is yeah, there. Yeah, Shaq's bit was okay. It's like, fine. The... Like, what else is Shaq going to do? It's two minutes less. Shannon Elizabeth does fine actually, but doesn't have much to do. She's just she's actually just being herself. I don't. I didn't know see whatever any of her bits. Whatever you didn't see. What? I didn't see any of her bits. What? I, I mean, I didn't see any bits of her in the film. Yeah. Oh, right. Now I understand. Uh, so, you know, that I wanted to watch the movie that they made. I didn't want to watch this movie. The bit at the end, because I watched when they all get together to watch the movie in the Fine. cinema. And A-Dog gives his little speech. Yeah. Um, you cried, didn't you? You cried. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. But it, it, what it made, made me want to watch Bowfinger. Did you ever see Bowfinger with Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy? My, same plot, pretty much, actually. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd yeah, love, I'm definitely going to watch, watch it now. This afternoon. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good idea. That's going to wash this down for me. I, out of love for our fan out there, I would love. I did this for yeah. I did this for you, fan. Um, that might be why we're doing this podcast. Actually, that's ironic, isn't it? What? Well, we're doing this podcast for no one else but us. Yeah, fine. Well, then I guess I don't even love us because I didn't watch this movie. Yeah, I did for the fans. I did it for for us, for the fans. I watched all three um, and was not unhappy watching the rundown or even around the world in 80 days, actually. It took me back to a a, a, a more innocent time. It made me think I'm watching this again with my nephew when he's old enough. It's going to happen. But I, I, I never, ever, ever want to even see the poster of this film again. I cannot recommend watching this movie. I can, I can, re- no. I can, 
if you want to see Arnie's cameo, do it. Yeah. What? By all means. Just, just skip to the end. Yeah. Um, Is it? It must be available on YouTube. This film. It's but... not because I tried to cheat and right. do it that way. But I, I do think their little, their little bit at the end, Arnie and Jamie, because they turn up together, and Tom Arnold says, "Oh, did you guys make all this happen?" Like, no, no, but we might have helped. But um, well, so here's the I, thing. I think that they did. I think. So I hear I'm missing. How did this movie get made? This is the thing. Actually, having watched it all the way through, my feeling is that Tom Arnold wasn't doing okay at a certain point in his life. He wasn't happy. He, you know, that's what this is. This is a Tom. Oh, he wasn't. It's a movie about it's... Tom Arnold. I don't know any of the press or stories. I never read anything, right? But it the the touching moment isn't about this kid and how they've helped a kid with cerebral palsy. I I know tons of people with cerebral palsy. They're not. It's they're playing it like it's a kind of the worst condition you could have and it's it isn't really there are difficulties with it and challenges with it but people treat him like he's got a mental issue sometimes in the film which i find really offensive because cerebral palsy is not a mental absolutely and 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 all you have to do is see there's there's actually a number of uh, stand-up comedians with cp yeah and they're fantastic yeah i can't remember this one guy's name but he's absolutely brilliant yeah um, and he uses the fact that he has motor issues yeah. to enhance his act. Yeah, yeah. But he's so oh. quick yeah. because he'll just rip anyone who speaks during his act straight away yeah. and turn it on himself. Yeah. So, yeah, to say that there's anything wrong, in inverted commas, with someone yeah. uh, with cerebral palsy is actually really offensive. It is. I and think. that's the thing. I just, how could they get that so wrong in a movie where the star has cerebral palsy? It was very subtle, in all fairness, and it was just a moment, and and so I let it go. I, I you know I let it slide, but it's 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 just sort of. It's, but what it's gets really me weird. about that bit at the end? Look, uh, Arnie does a little shtick about Jim Lee Curtis says, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, I thought you were going to say I'll be back," and he says, "He says something like, I could, nah, no, nah, I won't. Well, maybe I will. Nah, <laughs> it's good. It's fine." And then he says that it's old, and she and she goes, "Yeah, you're old. I'm old. Yeah." And uh, it's nice. It's the best thing about the whole film. Jamie Lee Curtis just showing again how incredibly charming she is. Yeah. Uh, I kind of got the feeling that she was maybe riffing a little bit there. I don't think that was something I, that was scripted. I think the whole bit wasn't scripted. I think they may, may might have made it up in the dressing room. The 10 minutes that they agreed to do. You know, we got 10 minutes. Let's shoot this shit. You know, <laughs> I've got to go and save the drought in California yeah. in half an hour. Yeah. But you you were saying it's like it's about Arnie. It's not about a dog. Uh, sorry, it's oh, about Tom, Tom Arnold. Arnold. It's about Tom Arnold. It's not yeah. about a dog. Yeah. And what gets me is the whole point of the film is this kid loves Arnold Schwarzenegger, wants to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis turn up, and he doesn't even get to meet them. Well, he does. He just stick. Yeah, he sticks his head he out. Sticks his, his head out of a curtain and goes, "Hi guys," and that's it. So here's the thing that you get. If you watch the whole movie, you might have got it from watching the end, is that the movie is about Tom Arnold and it's about saving Tom Arnold's life. You can get it from watching the last 10 minutes. But if anything's touching in the movie, it's the idea that Tom Arnold is saying, thanks, guys, to all the people who are in the movie, all the actors who are in the movie, you saved my life. Like your interest in me, the fact that you even agreed to do this is enough for me. You've given me reason to go on living. And maybe the kid gave him reason to go on living. And so he decided, I'm going to write this movie for the kid. I think if anybody, the movie got made because Tom Arnold went around saying, there's this kid who lives next door to me. 
and I'm going to write this movie for him. And that's how, you know, please help me try and get back on my feet. Did it work? What did did what work? Did it get Tom Holland back on his feet? Oh yeah, he's um he's the world's number one movie star now. Right. Yeah. Oh great, great. I missed that phase. I have no idea what Tom Arnold is doing these days. He probably is sat listening to White a Shade of Pale with a bottle of pills and half a bottle of vodka in front of him, going, "Is today the day?" How would you feel if <laughs> Tom Arnold died today or this week? We find out <sighs> Tom Arnold has been sat in a bathtub for the last two weeks in a motel somewhere in LA, dead. Well, look, I didn't do that. No, you didn't do that, did Roseanne you? Roseanne Barr did that to him. Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. What's the Rosie O'Donnell joke in this? Do you know it? Uh, well, because for the film that they're making, the star, Aaron, whatever his name is, I don't know, the guy's name's Eric something, I think. Eric Gores. Yeah. yeah. He wants a girlfriend in the movie, and he's like, that's one of his things. I want to kiss my girlfriend in the movie in the hot tub or whatever, that's... One of his demands for the movie. Tom Arnold also wants a girlfriend in the movie. And he's like, so he, the kid picks a girl from Maxine. I, I never heard her name before. I don't know who she is. Um, but for, for Tom Arnold's girlfriend, he picks Rosie O'Donnell. He's like, you can have Rosie O'Donnell. Fine. And, Fine. and But it, it's a thread throughout the whole thing. It keeps on going on about Rosie O'Donnell. And there's a moment where Tom Arnold is literally speaking to Rosie O'Donnell. Not the actress but through the camera is saying how fine her butt is and he wants to grab it and yeah it's amazing uh so there are moments where it's just tom arnold trying to do his his best comedy bits and they don't work without james cameron's direction and arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) acting opposite him that's how tom arnold works right but the thing is i mean you know we talked about him a bit when we when we did true lies and um but I think what's nice about his character now is he's a bit, he's a bit sleazy. Not sleazy, but he's a bit, he's got an edge, let's say. And in this, by the end, he's just, everyone's just super nice. And I just think that's so boring to just have people go, hey, isn't this kid great? And hey, didn't we do something great? It's like, oh, it, it, yeah. I mean, but it's and that's what I'm trying. What I'm trying to say is that although this is not a good film, <laughs> so that's that's in the bag, right? Right. We're not saying it's a good film. Uh, Done. It's it's telling it's telling a story about how Tom Arnold's friends saved his life, and they happen to also be actors, I guess, or maybe in in real life it was a director and a producer and whatever. I think the director of the movie is in the movie. As a director, yeah, right, yeah. She is, yeah. And Linda Hamilton, as the producer, makes some joke saying, oh, we can get her for cheap or something. It's a filmmaker's film. It's not very good saying, thank you for saving my life. Uh, that's that's all I think it is. And so in that respect, I don't want to be so horrible. about. I don't want to be horrible about it. Because if, it, if it's true that events similar to the ones that we've seen in the film save Tom Arnold's life, that's fine. I don't care enough to, i don't you know i want tom arnold to live and be happy i don't want him to be so upset he's going to kill himself with pills and stuff like that so i don't want to be too scathing about it just just for that but it's not it's not a good movie and i understand how it made you feel the way it made you feel i understand and please please lock away your pills and your and any vodka you have at home just don't you know watch watch 
Watch um, Bowfinger. Watch Bowfinger. Watch Bowfinger. Yeah. Feel better, man. Um, Feel better about this. I don't want you to you know, get any ideas from this film. I've mentioned before, whenever I watch a bad movie, I try and think, is there someone for whom this is their favourite film? I bet you there is, actually. Yeah, his name's Eric Gores. Yeah, probably. Uh, and he's the star of this film. <laughs> yeah, probably. And Tom Arnold, I, I bet you he really no. enjoyed making the project. I'm sure he enjoyed making it, but I, I don't think he he's looks at it watched it in ten years. It's a stinker. It's a stinker. You, you think he sat there going, "Yeah, I've done another stinker. I did it." He's got five thousand DVDs in boxes in his garage of this. <laughs> These people saved my life. They saved my life by agreeing to do this movie. It's still a stinker. It's still you no know, like when the plumber comes around and he fixes his sink for him. Yeah, he goes, "Hey, I love you in True Lies." And he goes, "Oh, great." Um. Hey, look, uh, instead of me giving you a tip, do you want a signed copy of The Kid and I? Uh, you're all right. Yeah, it's kind of how it went. And over the credits, <clears throat> yeah, they did yeah. like the opposite of my favourite way of ending a film, which is... So you mean your least favourite way of ending the film? Well, I've mentioned on the Predator episode, my favourite way to end a movie is is to have the cast reappear from a scene or a bit of B-roll from making the film with their name and their character underneath. They do the opposite in this, which is for no reason whatsoever to just have pictures of the cast and crew when they were kids. Well, again, if you'd watched it, there's a reason that works thematically with the I film. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Shall I say the reason anyway? No. All right. There's a reason. It's not the worst because it makes sense given the film. Uh, we were all kids once and I reckon that's how the film is. I, I, yeah. I got that yeah, yeah. from uh, yeah. from it even existing. But we were all kids with the dream, right? And all these people yeah. were kids with the dream. So when you when you mimicked what the pitch might be like, it pretty much bang on. I'm sure, like that, that that's how you pitched this film to anybody who's in it. Like, were you ever? Did you ever have a dream? Did did yeah. little Linda Hamilton ever dream of being the savior of the mother of the savior of the world in a movie? I don't feel comfortable putting any of these films into our ranking because they're not Arnie films. Yeah, I can. I think I can get on board with that. I was wondering how we would do the ranking. The only I one, mean, the only one I not. could put in. Yeah, well, certainly not the rundown. No way, we can't. And no. the only one I could, and not even this actually, for the no, same reason as the rundown. No. We might, I might be able to put it around the world, just because he was. Well, he wasn't top billing actually, but he was in the marketing materials. He was. It was prominent. Uh, he's got the longest of the cameos. I think maybe no, maybe it's a bit shorter than um, Kathy Bates's. That's the only reason I could, but it's not fair to rank it as an Arnie movie because it isn't. So I don't know what to do with Around the World in Eighty Days. The other two, I'm happy to let go completely. Right. Yeah, I mean, but I, having I, said I... that, we we did we have ranked. I know we did Scavenger Hunt. Scavenger yeah. Hunt, and Arnie's in that for less time. He is, yeah. But I'm happy to lose Scavenger Hunt out of the list. I'd rather do that than add Around the World in 80 Days. Fair enough. We only did it because of the phase of the career. Yeah. It was, yeah. So it belongs with um, the other one, the the um, Elliot Gould movie, whatever that is. The Long Goodbye. The Long Goodbye, yeah. So let's take them all out. Let's take out that. Let's take out Scavenger Hunt from the rankings. Uh, uh, let's not rank any of these movies either. Yeah, yeah. Fine. However, if you were going to rank the three movies... Oh, the just these three? One, two, three? Just in isolation, yeah. That's so easy, man. That's so easy. Like Rundown, yeah. Around the World, Kinder. In yeah, in the order. Great. So yeah. Arnie's cameo career at this stage 
is getting worse and worse. That's it. I have nothing Great. to say about that. What's he doing next? The Last Stand. No. Oh. The Escape Plan. It's Expendables, sorry. Those are, those are his movies when he comes back. That's the comeback. The Expendables, he was still governor. Uh, Expendables 2, I think, he may have even still been governor. But he was winding down. So let's do uh, Expendables 1 and 2 together. Because he's only in one scene in Expendables. But he's in significantly more in Expendables 2. And I think they make a nice uh, double bill. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreed with it. Whatever You've been saying that plan for a while. I think that's the way we should do it. Are we done with this phase then? Well, is there anything else you want to say about it? I mean, we've we've finished off the fall. We've done the fall. Yeah, we've These are the governor years, and we're just about governor, to head into the comeback. The we're, we're in sort of no man's land at well, the But do moment. you know what? I'm, I have to say, I'm really glad that we're done with the governor years. Uh, well, not quite, because the Expendables films take part during that still, no? Yeah, it's it's a no man's land. You can't yeah. really... But what I'm saying is, I've been dreading getting up to this part of the phase, and I'm glad we decided to put these three movies together. There's no way we could talk about all three of these movies, like, as individual films. Uh, well, except for The Rundown, actually. That's a legit action film. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, or, sorry, Welcome to the Jungle. We've been calling it The Rundown. I think it's better known in the UK as Welcome to the Jungle, right? It is, yeah. Um, I think the rundown is a better title, though. Isn't it? Agreed, yeah, and but I think it's also because I I don't know that people get the slang or the jargon of what a rundown means. Yeah, yeah. but I don't have anything else to say about these. I, I have to say I'm stretching it most of the time, to be honest. Fine. Um, well, interesting times ahead because you know Arnie's sort of got a clean slate from this point on. He's the the Expendables movies aside, everyone's really looking at him and saying. Is he even going to be a movie star again? That was the question. That was the question, right? His first couple of attempts back into things, it uh, it didn't look very promising. So what from from when he's finished governor or when he was still governor? No, no, when he's trying to come back into acting. So twenty eleven is he's no longer governor. So that means that when he did the first Expendables movie, he was still governor. Yeah, um, but not during the second one. And I know that it was the question on everybody's lips. It's like, is he done? Is his act- acting career done? Um, it must have been a similar moment for him as when he, you know, he announced he was retiring from bodybuilding. I don't know whether he ever officially announced that he was retiring from acting. He just said, I'm going to be the governor, right? I'm running for governor. But I wonder how much of a question it was for him, given the fact that he hasn't done a good movie, we think, since True Lies. A great movie, great movie. Well, I mean, he's getting paid twenty, twenty-five million dollars for all of those late phase films. I don't think it's so much a question of is he going to return to acting because, well, it's like getting on a bike again. You know, of course you can pick it up anytime you want. Yeah, someone's always going to put Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie. It was a question of can he ever be an A number one star again? Yeah, interesting. And I think in that respect, he hasn't been able to get to that point, even by returning to the Terminator franchise. Well, I'd argue especially by returning to the... I don't think it did him any favours, his return to the Terminator franchise. But, I mean, it's a big budget movie, you know, and it was a big summer release, but it's not necessarily launched on the strength of starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's launched on the strength of, here's another Terminator movie. Yeah. And, by the way, we've got Arnie and some cool effects yeah. to make him look young yeah, again. It's certainly a by the way, for sure. It's there not there a... hasn't been, to date, um, an Arnie movie that has been launched 
on his name, you know, above the title at that level. Yeah. In the way that a True Lies or a, even a collateral damage yeah. was, you know, big budget movie. What do you say to our fans who might think, why aren't you reviewing uh, Terminator Salvation? Because Arnie's in that. Because he isn't. Yeah. It's completely CG. He had nothing to do with it. I don't think he would have seen a cent for that. Well, movie. his his involvement in it was he spent a day on set. And Being they scanned? Did a, <laughs> they, they did a cast of him. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't do any yeah. acting work no. for the film. And he does yeah. not feature in the film. His no. likeness does. Yeah. So out of all of the movies, it's that's the one that actually has the least reason for us to look at it and, and review it yeah. in, in terms of this. Yeah. I mean, we can review Terminator Salvation really quickly now, if you like. I'm intrigued. What? You, go on. I've seen it four times. And every time I start watching it, I go, this is all right, actually. Uh, and then by the time it's done, I can't remember what I've seen. I still could not tell you that, what happens in the last act the, of this film. That's the same for me, except I fall asleep within the first half an hour. Yeah. Okay. So that was Terminator Salvation. Yeah, brilliant. Um, that was... Around the World in 80 Days, The Rundown, Welcome to the Jungle, whatever you want to call it, and The Kid and I. We, we did it. I'm glad we're, I'm glad it's over. Because even though there are some Governor Years crossovers, I, I am actually really looking forward to seeing some Poparani movies again. Even though we arguably have passed the greats. But we're edging, edging ever closer to Maggie. Yay! It's going to be awful, Which you know, because we your just... Your brother, yeah. you know, really threatened to uh, give us an opinion on... And we just yeah. shut him down. Yeah, we did shut like, him down. Don't want to hear it! Yeah, yeah. We did shut him down on T3, for sure. I've seen most of these movies up to Maggie. The Expendables films, Escape Plan, Sabotage, uh, Last Stand. And I'm I'm much more looking forward to seeing these films again than I was... Collateral damage, six day, end of days, Batman and Robin. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they, you know, as much as they they be movies, and to some extent, he's falling back on his former glories. There's interesting things in each of those films. Sabotage is a very curious example because I don't think anyone's ever going to say it's a great film, but I don't think it's as bad as a lot it's of people make out. It's not a stinker. It's not. And I know people who hate that film like why really really hate it and i could understand disliking it or yeah it's not pointing amazing. out flaws yeah, in it but it's not a film i would go after is they hate it kazani's in it is that why i don't i don't know no i don't think so i just think i, I don't know i don't yeah. understand the vitriol for that film i think it's it's a middle of the road cop movie it's okay again nobody embarrasses himself oh except for uh what's his face he's awful who? Empire. What's it? What's he? Terence Howard. Terence Howard. Yeah. <laughs> well, Terence Howard's just Terence Howarding it. He's Terence Howarding it. Let's try and get Jamie Fox. On I want to do Terence Howard. Jamie Fox doing his Terence Howard impression. Listen, enough of this waffle. Yeah, we are. We are waffling. Thanks for listening. Uh, do get in touch in the places that we're going to tell you about in a second. I think it's really important at this point to start sending your list of. Say your top yeah, five your Arnie movies. Even top three will do whatever you want. You can do them all if you want. But what we want to try and get to is a democratic top five. Like these are the five most loved Arnie movies. So uh, join us next time for Expendables 1 and 2. Until then, have fun. I got nothing. You not even got 
little thunder, <laughs> a little, a little lightning. lightning. <laughs> that would be great. If I, if I had that ready in my head, I didn't. Oh, well. Watch Bowfinger. Facebook. Forward slash The Arnithology. Twitter. At The Arnithology. Email. The Arnithology at gmail.com. Website. www.arnithology.com. Get in touch. There's an ending in there somewhere, right? Already, you can end. Can you end it with what we've got, right? Yeah, I'll just end it. That's our end. That's our ending. That's our ending. I do that, man. Do do us ending that. I would like that rather than trying to do a funny, quippy ending. <laughs>